0: My geekiness is getting in the way of my nerdiness, I'm starting to notice <laughs> as I grow older. I had this really sad realization. I was thinking the other day about a, uh, a time machine. If I had a time machine, you know, because I'm really into history. Like, would I go back and witness something, like find out who Jack the Ripper was or stop the Kennedy assassination? And the first thing I thought of doing, if I actually had a time machine, is I would go back to around... 1993 or 94 and kill George Lucas with a shovel. That was the first thing that came to my mind. And stop him from making the prequels. That's how I would try to save history.
1: Welcome Thieving Toydarians to Geek Salad episode 118. I prefer order 69. <laughs> I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Catherine. And today we actually have a special guest with us. Um, my cousin Anna who actually, want to tell them what you do?
2: Um
3: I'm an engineer on the Star Wars toys team at Hasbro. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. We get we get inside information
1: now. Yeah, oh yeah. Tell, yeah, Anna, tell you so. Anna needs to keep keep to stay employed. So we're not pressuring <laughs> anything. It's all
0: insider secrets.
1: And we but love it. Oh, it's awesome. Oh, it's on. awesome. <laughs> we saw some really cool stuff and Anna actually we actually have a spread right now of all my old uh Phantom Menace toys. Because back when I was single and had an expendable in- income.
3: <laughs> and we got my uh, First Order Stormtrooper Black Edition series. Yep, nice.
1: That, that that thing is awesome, by the
3: way. But I paid way too much for a D23. <laughs> and you if don't regret D23, it at all. No, I, I, was like, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I'm thinking about paying, uh, I don't think I'm actually going to say how much I spent for it. I'm, like, yeah. I'm thinking about paying this much for this movie. Is this wrong? And five minutes later... I paid this much for this figure. Am I, it, am I wrong? Am I nuts? <laughs> what am I
1: doing? That is the worst. Um, yeah. that way, hey, you know what? At least you got a cool action figure out. Yeah, of it. Exactly. I have spent stupid money on stupid things. Oh, so have I. So have so. I.
2: I'm making car payments, and I'm still happy with the car. So, you know, if, oh, you're, lucky still, you. if you're still happy...
1: Yeah, that's true. Sometimes you just aren't.
2: Yeah.
1: You no know, video dating. Oh, you know, I, mean, I thought uh, I'd use that more. No, I mean, no. You, 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 you think you feel bad about how much you pay for that? I bought a...
0: Millennium Falcon model kit. It's a one seventy second scale Millennium Falcon model kit from Fine Mold in Japan. $150. Oh, for something that I have to put together. <laughs> Did you ever put it together? <laughs> no, it's still sitting in my in my closet somewhere. Wow, closet. You, you're
1: making me feel like William the Conqueror with that um, HMS victory that Autumn got me for Christmas that I'm still working on.
3: <laughs> well, I'm gonna put the Lego Millennium Falcon mm. on my Christmas
1: list. Nice. <laughs> so anyway, today we are talking all about the Star Wars prequels.
3: And Star Wars merchandising, actually.
1: And Star Wars merchandise.
2: Merchandising.
1: And, and we'll also get to a little bit of um, other things, too, like some of the cartoons like that the kind bone. of wrap in with Wars. everything. i got to say, in 118 episodes, this has actually garnered a lot, a lot of passionate feedback. feedback. A lot of good, some bad, some indifferent. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's lots to talk about. There's lots of uh, stuff to talk about. Um, But before we begin, let's uh, go into Chris's cultural corner. KKK, that's not good. And Chris writes, Hello, Geek Salad Crew. How I feel about the Star Wars prequels is similar to how I feel about E.T. Atari 2600 game. When I first played E.T., I didn't think it was all that bad. I fell in a few pits. But I finished the game. It was only after I saw the negative publicity on the game and all the worst video game ever made articles and the story about the development of the game being a rush job. Then I thought, yeah, that game was pretty terrible. It was um, it was like that with the prequels. When I saw them first in the movie theater, I didn't think that they were too bad. It was only after I'd read the negative publicity that i take a second look and, and thought, yeah, the prequels are pretty much meh. However, there were some great parts of the prequels uh, this top five I am going to talk about is the five greatest lightsaber battles from the prequels. Yeah, nice. Hey, hold your opinions until we're yeah, done. I'm probably
0: going to have some disagreements oh, with. When that. I looked at,
1: I read this um, this morning in the bathroom, and yeah, <laughs> I was already like, oh, no, we're going to we're going to talk about that. So number five: General Grievous versus Obi Wan Kenobi. When General Grievous had those two lightsabers and started wheeling them around, fast forward. Uh, toward uh, Obi-Wan, that was awesome.
3: That's the one scene of that entire fight. Yeah, pretty
0: much. Yeah, most of the time, Obi-Wan's chasing Grievous through... uh, What's the planet they're on?
3: Oh, God. Yeah, he's on that lizard
0: and... Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, no. The
3: the fact that it ends with uh, not a lightsaber slice, but... But A a a Yeah. I don't know, that kind of... That's that was a, a, yeah. That was
0: that's a weak lightsaber. That's back. a lightsaber that so pas for yeah, me.
3: Right. Okay,
2: however, I got to say that my friends who had young boys of the right age thought that General Grievous was the bomb. Well,
3: no, you know
0: what? No, General Grievous as a character, especially in the Clone Wars, in the Clone Wars, was a great character, and the build up and hype to him as this Jedi hunter and Jedi killer. You're, I'm expecting like. All out war between Obi Wan and Gen- and General Grievous, and I was really let down by the by the. If he had
1: a if he had a handlebar mustache, he'd be twirling it.
0: Right. With
3: uh, his the,
0: the, 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 Yeah. The fight at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith between Grievous, Anakin, and Obi Wan was a lot better than the one. Uh, yeah. At the end.
1: All right. So the next one up here is number four: Darth Maul versus Qui Gon Jinn, Obi Wan Kenobi. How could he put that one fourth? We're, we're going to talk. We, all right, yeah. It was uh, only for the reveal Darth Maul's double lightsaber and Qui-Gon's demise, and Obi-Wan showing that he could be a badass. And he only put it fourth? Yes. Number three, and we're going to... Let's get through the okay. list first so we can... You know, I have words. <laughs> Harsh words. I have words, too. Count Dooku versus Obi-Wan, uh, Anakin Skywalker, and Yoda. This is the first lightsaber battle where you see Yoda fight, and it was so cool. Yeah. Um... Number two, Emperor Palpatine versus Yoda. We've won this battle between the two spiritual leaders of the Sith and the Jedi for a long time, and it was epic. And then I threw the Senate at him. The whole Senate!
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then number one, Obi-Wan versus Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader. No surprise here, the battle was long, taking place on a volcanic planet, and it was so intense. Probably the high mark of the prequels. That's all I got nope, until next nope. time. Chris. No wait, no wait no no no. Alright, no, can we reorder? Can, can we reorder here now? They aren't
3: yes. intense.
1: <laughs> <Boo>. <laughs> no, I'm to no. say I they got were in
2: volcano.
1: No, I gotta yeah. say it like um Oh god, uh shit I can't remember his name from uh Flight of the Concords. It's so intense. <laughs> Alright, so No, let's reorder here. Chris, Chris, buddy, pal, friend of mine since childhood. Boogie. What the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> George Ball versus Qui Gon and Obi Wan is the best lightsaber scene in, in the series. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Mm. The entire well, no, Star well, Wars so, saga, or in so, the entire no, Star Wars? No, no saga. way. Oh wait, all right. So what's yours?
3: Through one through six, we're not we're not talking seven. No, yet. of
1: course not. We we don't know about seven yet. Okay, if we're dealing with the prequels,
0: I, yes, I would definitely give it all number right. one. Number one. Duel of the Fates. the the, the music. Yeah. Yeah. Darth Maul, with the dual lightsaber reveal. And that final the final scene between uh, Obi-Wan and Darth Maul, where Obi-Wan is just a badass,
1: I mean... Where he slices him in half while Darth Maul just kind of stands
0: there? It's yeah, not just, It's not just that, but you really saw what a, a really well-trained Jedi could do. I mean, the acrobatics, mm-hmm. the, the sword play, I mean, it was perfection. I wouldn't, the number, the one he had for number five, the, uh,
1: Anakin, I mean, the uh, Obi-Wan Grievous. versus
0: Grievous, yeah. I wouldn't even put that in, in the You end. know what,
1: because here's the thing, you know what's not on this list is the, um, the second Dooku fight with Obi-Wan and Anakin in Revenge of the Sith. Correct. Yeah. Mm. Which was a better fight. That was a way better yeah. fight, the, yeah. Yeah, I especially loved it, too, when Dooku, like, uses force powers and threw that mannequin against yeah. a, uh, against the floor and then dropped something on it, because it obviously wasn't a human being that he did that to. And then I I would put the battle in Mustafar between
0: Anakin and and Obi-Wan. I would put that as third. Okay. Simply because, I mean, it's a great battle and there are moments of intensity, but it was so long. It was just after a while, you're like, okay, how much more
3: it?
1: A
0: lot of the emotional impact of that battle is at the end. Yeah, no, absolutely. But for the most part, everything else is but, just, like, way too drawn out.
1: No, what I liked about that one, though, and even more so, I think, with the one from Phantom Menace, is that the, the first time you actually really saw Jedi's using the, their Force powers right. while they were dueling, and not just kind of like, hey, hey you're down, let me just throw shit at you. Right.
3: Well, I mean, the the whole the duel-of-the-face battle was really the first time you saw Jedi's and Sith at the peak of their powers doing a battle. Well, I heard a lot of people criticize
0: a lot of the lightsaber battles in, in the prequels because oh they look too choreographed or they don't look fake. Well, it's like, but yeah, but you, you at this time period there were thousands of Jedi who were like Mike said at the yeah. peak of their powers, they were experts in what they were doing. It was like yeah, if you compare it to the Empire Strikes Back. Darth Vader was really kind of on the downside of of the the power band, and Luke, and Luke, had, Luke no, had, no, was, had no training. He right. right, he was still right. learning. How right. The, right,
2: right. Most most Jedi had been trained since toddler. So right. he, yeah. so
0: in my opinion, I put the I put the Luke versus Vader in in uh, Empire
3: Strikes Back as number one because it's a lot more kind of raw, a lot more. No, for me, the best um, lightsaber battle of the uh, four, five, and six is the final battle between Luke and Luke and Vader. I mean, that's. Luke is got as at the peak of his powers, and Vader knows what he's fighting mm. for.
1: Right, and so it's also it's got that emotional gut punch the, too that the, the, the other they, one lacks. Yeah.
3: They both know. I mean, both Luke and Vader know this is the end. There is there is there's no going back. This, this, no is back. Going, this, this is going to be the ending, one way or the other. Anna, do
1: <laughs> you guys have anything you want to add to the uh, uh, the nerd boys? I've kind of taken uh, over.
2: Yes, I I really kind of thought that. Yoda flipping around, being dodgy and hard to hit, was actually kind of cool. Yeah, yeah I right? know. And 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 so like I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. I'm like, okay, he's going up, and then he's just going flying everywhere. I'm well, like, you know,
0: you know the best. Brilliant. <laughs> maybe I, I'm kind <laughs> of jumping ahead, but I put that in as one of the best scenes parts of uh, yeah. Attack of the Clones is when you you see Yoda just kind of walking in like an old man, kind of crouched yep. over. He's got his cane. they he just kind of lays the cane down, takes the lightsaber out, and all of a sudden, just all hell breaks loose. And that's why I I am forever mistrustful of old people.
2: (laughs) I know, he's like tiny and flies everywhere and he's hard to hit. And then you you see
0: in Revenge of the Sith, when he's running, you know, through the Jedi Temple and he throws his lightsaber at one of the clone troopers and it's like, then he he jumps on him. He uses it as a handle and pulls it out. out. and, And it's like, Oh shit! You don't want to mess with this little guy.
2: <laughs> no, no, yeah, Yoda. Yoda demonstrates why he is so
0: He's a man,
3: good a man. and so revered. There's so. an episode in the first season of Clone of the Clone Wars: Ambush. Yes, where he takes on an entire Attire platoon,
1: of, of droids, of
3: droid armies, and he just massacres them all. It is so cool. Wow,
1: Anna, anything you want to add to the lightsaber duels here?
2: Um, I think they all have their own special to them. But mine, in terms of action, would probably be Grievous. Okay. Um, uh, the Obi Wan, because he's wielding four, four lightsabers. Four lightsabers. You
0: that see is them true. Hit
1: the ground and just the spinning around them, and you're mm. like, "What is this guy going to
2: do?" That
0: was yeah. cool. What is and, then, the and then and then and then, then Obi Wan just like sits there and you're like, "Okay, come on." <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. All right. The lightsaber fun soft Now that was one yeah. thing I was trying to remember. The the and it's it's impossible for us to really you know show you on an audio podcast, but yeah, Joe just did it. I was, like, wondering, every time I've seen him, I've seen the movie Revenge of the Sith, I always wonder, when the hell did you start doing that stance? The one where it's one arm is out, other one with the lightsaber it, is above his head. If, if, I if, know that's a... It's, that's it's, a, the, it's, tiger it's, tiger it's actually, no, it's,
0: it's actually, I know the name. It's called the Shicho Ooh. stance. 1-4, and it's a defensive stance. And he adopted it after Phantom Menace. Yay! Yeah. As a defensive stance, because he he was he was afraid of his own power. Gotcha, gotcha. So there, Joe mentioned something Japanese. Everybody drank. <laughs> is,
2: is it Japanese or is it actually? No, it's of,
0: actually no. That's actually what it's called in in, the, in Star Wars canon. It's called Shicho.
2: And there's there's actually a... a. I don't know if it's only for the seven and and beyond movies, or if it was in one, two, three. The uh, stunt choreographer who is designed uh, their own.
0: Ben something. It's not Ben Burt. He did the audio. Yeah. No, but he's
2: designed. He's designed the whole Jedi. They, they, they created call, a Jedi call, fighting style. Yeah, they call him the Jedi that,
0: Jedi that. Battle master. That's actually the yeah. title, Jedi wow. Battlemaster. But
2: there's it's a, it's a school now in a in I, New York.
1: I think I mm. there's a school that I saw on. But, um, but there's
2: a guy that there's a guy that's working on the new movies. Um, who is trained in the guy that invented the style and is and is running the stunt choreography on the new movies. Yeah. and he was on a. The recent MythBusters, where they talked about, can you dodge blaster bolts? No.
1: No, you cannot.
3: <laughs> so, but the, but,
2: but, he, but the guy that has been that is he was a world class fencer, and then decided, you know what, I can, you know, go to the Olympics, or I can become a stunt man in Hollywood and get paid a lot of money and learn to be a Jedi for real. He was able to parry
1: enough,
3: <laughs> <laughs> that was somewhat convincing. But dodge, no. Actually, if you uh, if you play Knights of, the, Knights of the Old Republic or the Old Republic um, RPG. Well, one of the forms that you can do if you're a Jedi is the Shicho form. Yeah, oh, and I'm sorry, it's Form One, not. And there's a, also Ataru. Or Ataru. Ataru. Yeah. Ah. Ataru. Yeah. All right. So before we get into our Facebook feedback and
1: just go kind of movie by movie, um, when I sent out the itinerary, you guys had a couple of like blanket statements about the the trilogy, the prequel trilogy that you wanted to bring up. So, um. You guys get you. You didn't even have this up and running, did you? Do I have to pass the tablet? I around? know. All, All right, good. I got it. Yeah. All yeah. right. Hold on. Um. So just real round table real quick. Um. Joe. Well, I I brought up like I know we're gonna go into each specific. Uh, right, movie, right. But right. I that's a real quick
0: blanket. Uh, overall, the overall pre- prequel. And I asked was okay. Overall, what did the prequels do right? And for me, the really big thing that they did right was Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. He is, I I, I don't mind saying, I think he is the best part of the sequels. He nailed that role. He completely nailed it. I I fell in love with Ewan uh, Ewan McGregor's uh,
1: portrayal of uh, Obi Wan. He, he did, did a very good
2: job. He, he did, did an
1: awesome do. job channeling. And I guess when the, he first got his lightsaber, they had to tell him, "No, we have audio people to do that. You don't need to make your own and it, sound effects." And, and, and it was, and
0: it, and
2: it it was, it was either him or uh, Samuel Jackson yeah. that I had to mm. do that with.
1: And the
0: thing is, he is, despite all the quote unquote hate that the prequels get, he loved playing Obi Wan. He still he still loves playing Obi. wan loved playing Obi-Wan, and he, I think he would be open, he keeps saying he'd be open to do an Obi-Wan solo
3: movie. Yeah, I mean, for all the people that, you know, don't like the prequels, they, they one, one thing respect. that I, I hear a lot yep. of people saying is that they would love to see an Obi-Wan prequel movie starring Ewan yep. McGregor. Another one
1: that you can add to that list, though, is um, Ian McDermott. Yes, uh, I thought yeah. he did, He did actually, oh,
3: until he
1: actually became the Emperor. No, 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 no. Then all of a sudden he goes into that uh, that Mortal Kombat thing. No, you <laughs> did <He
3: with>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um,
1: no, that's and he did a phenomenal job, especially in the la- his scenes in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, you, you can't beat that actor. He did. No. He
3: did a really good job as a slow burn.
0: He did. Yep. Yeah, because he did a slow burn through the entire pre exactly. Was yeah. like okay, yeah. Even though you knew what was coming, it's like. It's, it's still kind of really hit home. Well,
2: some of us knew what was coming. I had a I had coworkers
1: that went some to of see us the- aren't <laughs> idiots.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I had coworkers that went to see the first movie and they were like, "What was with that? Where they like go and scope in on him at the end? It's like what there is always a servant and there's yeah, always exactly. a master, but which was which and all." That. And she was like, "God, that was so obvious." And I'm like, "They were just catching you up with everyone else who knew that Palpatine could become yep. the emperor and it's the same actor." Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I get it now. Spoiler: Chris Adam is he man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: she, well, she wasn't really a sci-fi person, so that she also didn't understand, you know, the fact that they didn't have as much subtitles as they had in the first, in in, mm-hmm. in four, five, and six. You had a problem with, and I'm like, it's the Roman Empire. Everyone speaks Latin,
3: right? Or basic. <laughs> you mean if you take the glasses off, Kent, he looks just like Superman. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm just putting it together now.
1: All right. That's a whole other show I can get into. <laughs> Anybody else got anything you want to say about what, what went right on a blanket statement before we get movie by movie? Well.
3: Hmm?
1: All right. We'll wait till we get to movie by movie. All right. Gotcha. What did they do wrong? Blanket statements. George Lucas in the director's chair. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. And the writer's seat. Uh, my boyfriend did say that he would rather have Jar Jar Binks than Chewbacca on his team. Yeah, we, we
0: we've, that was pointed out on the feedback. We'll get into
1: that. I'll okay, yeah. we'll wait for that one.
2: All right. So, so I wasn't sure if you guys were do no, that. You know what? We can do
1: that now because I think it was like the only real uh, response Joe gave to us. No, I would much rather have Chewbacca because Chewbacca can aim and shoot and deliberately hit things. Jar Jar's entire shtick is blind stinking luck.
2: Yes, but it, he's killed more people on screen than Chewbacca.
1: That's true, he has. <laughs> but then again, they both, you know... And
2: they were bad guys.
1: Yeah.
3: They robot. robots. Bad guys. Faceless, yeah. yeah. Okay. Pro. Roger, Roger. Yeah. <laughs> Bob. Bob. yeah. Yes, but Jar Jar doesn't tear your arms out of his sockets if you lose. Mm. <laughs> there <laughs> well, there you the, go! He's not he's not reason cat. to have him on your team. <laughs> he's not going to beat you up if you beat him at chess. <laughs> Well, no, but if you have Chewbacca on your team... He doesn't have rage issues. Then if the other, teams loo- the other team wins, yeah, he's going to kill them all.
2: You can't play a friendly game with the guy without getting beat up. Jar Jar Binks is a better loser. He's an idiot. He doesn't know
0: better. <laughs> <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, another thing that I put down is what the people did wrong. It, it gave me no reason whatsoever to care about Anakin yep. as a character. Well, that now, means, now, now the that's clone. more on
2: the actor than anything else.
0: No, No, because... The Clone Wars did actually good the Clone Wars did, did a fairly good job of redeeming Anakin as a character mm-hmm. but the prequels, I mean, one, they started him off as a ten year old and he's a whiny brat in the second one and the third one you're like you knew what was coming, but you're like eh, I, I don't care. I I know he's Darth Vader he's and like, no he's imp- know Darth Vader? Okay. Okay. There's no emotional like, oh, I feel bad because Especially when you hear uh, Ben talk about him in in Episode Four in Star Wars, that he was this hero of the Republic yeah, that right. was this just like I'm thinking like Superman with a lightsaber, you know, this awesome pilot who's just un, you know unselfless and everything you aspire to be, who was killed by Darth Vader and. The honest, but was...
2: the honest trailer for Attack of the Clones did a pretty good job of sh- demonstrating that, except when he was being a total creepster. <laughs> yeah, and you... Hayden couldn't act. Yeah, but but his creepster vibes when he was creeping on Padme, it was like, ew, God. Well, by
0: you know, by Revenge of the Sith, I think Hayden as an actor kind of. Did a little bit better job. Little, better. Little, yeah. Little, but, yeah.
1: All right. Have
3: you seen? Yeah. Have you seen that meme? Faster, more intense. Where, or, <laughs> no, have you seen that meme where it? Um, it shows like Obi Wan giving Luke the lightsaber. He's like if yeah. yep, I wanted you to have this lightsaber when you were when, when you <laughs> well, were the powerful brother in the galaxy. Points <laughs> at her own place. Yeah, no, no, it shows that, and then it, it shows um, like <laughs> I, um, Anakin like being burned on whisper as, like I hate you. I want you to give my lightsaber to my child when <laughs> <laughs> Alright.
2: Oh, uh, another yeah. thing that they did right. Uh, did anybody else see R2-D2 Under the Dome?
3: No. No. It's, I have it
2: on DVD. We'll have to watch it. It's it's the the fake biopic, you know, uh, behind the scenes of the true life of R2-D2 oh, God. Who was raised by his human father who could never you know, in, in England, and who was never happy with what R2-D2 did, and so he went and he got caught up in the the drug culture of Hollywood in <laughs> the sixties.
1: Nice.
2: But then he went on to do the movies, and like, and then they like cut show cutscenes where he like his head spins and burns. But there there is actually a brief minute where you get to see Grant DeMahara as one of the operators uh, during the prequels
1: and yeah. stuff. Oh, oh,
2: it's it's only twenty minutes long, done in three ten minute segments. It's really funny.
1: <laughs> I'll have to watch that then.
2: They they and they also that was one of the other things was they didn't drag it out too long. They went okay, this is how much funny we have. Yep. Make it that
3: long. And he befriended R five D four, and who blew his motivator <laughs> uh-huh, exactly?
1: Because uh-huh. R two was a secret um, Rebel plant, much like Chewbacca. So, yeah, who forgot a, how to fly? I'd say a pro of Episode three would just be uh, Anakin, fresh out of the lava, as mm. a
2: nubby nubby man. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> just like the tra- human beef jerky. Yeah, human beef the jerky. The human beef jerky. Try <laughs> yeah, exactly. to get up a little slope and.
3: Very entertaining. Yeah, and yeah. like, "Man, you got burned like a bitch." <laughs> I told you.
2: Oh, hey, old fella.
3: I told
1: you. All right. So um, let's get on some of the social media feedback because, oh, well, in, in the in the words of Joe, your brother, damn. <laughs> All right, Jamie Horton. In uh, short, good story, poor screenplays. Anakin should have been more likable. A greater emphasis on his friendship with Obi-Wan would have improved the character arcs. Still a decent escapist space opera. The worst Star Wars prequel is still more watchable and less absurd than Jupiter Ascending. (laughs) I don't need to ever watch Jupiter Ascending because I listened to the uh, How Did This Get Made, I've seen the the Nostalgia Critic, and I've seen the uh, Everything Wrong With. I don't ever need to see that. Yeah, exactly. Movie. I'm, I'm I all haven't. For
2: I haven't seen any of that, or I just saw the trailers and went maybe probably and heard the reviews. However, it, the the prequels were not as good as John Carter. Okay. I saw John Carter and I was like, "Hey, this is
3: nice. actually got a Horrible. plot,
2: interesting yeah. and good acting and mm-hmm. characters yeah. you give a shit about."
3: Yeah, it's, it's Academy Award winner Eddie Redmayne right there. You're yeah. ending... Yeah, and his publicists are like, "It's nay on the yeah. red day." <laughs>
1: All right. He,
3: he talks. He makes every scene like this. It remember. is.
0: It is a sad day in hell when I'm agreeing with Stephen on this. Exactly. One. <laughs> so, speaking of which,
1: Steve brings up how about this? George Lucas made three halfway decent action films that failed to match the ridiculous expectations of grown men who expected to be as blown away by a movie as they were when they were six. Um, he's
0: got a good point. I yeah, mean, he really. And You know, it's funny. It is very generational. I think you'll find a lot of young Star Wars fans actually enjoy the prequels. I I I I will grant you this. I will say they don't hate it as much as we do. do But
2: but if you go back as an adult and watch the 4, 5, and 6, you notice the juvenile qualities of of New Hope, and you notice that Empire and Return of the Jedi don't have that because Lucas got out of the chair.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. You see, a lot of a lot of the stuff that a lot of people criticize the
1: prequels for, you see in Episode Four. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. You
1: know? <laughs> All right, Steve. Then brings up, uh, like I said, it's halfway decent. There were definitely a lot of cringe-inducing uh, lines, but the action was decent. Some of the gags are good, or and even Jar Jar's antics are funny at times. Now that I've had the lens of time to loom back on them. Lucas's claims that Jar Jar was going to be the funniest character ever are, of course, still absurd, but the movies still have their moments. Um, And then Jamie counters with, the prequels gave us the Clone Wars cartoons, which are superior in nearly every way, so that's a plus. And then finally, with um, my Facebook feedback, I got a really, really good um, response from my friend Matt Jones, um, very similar to when we were um, discussing Indiana Jones. Mm. L8. He had brought up when we were talking about Indiana Jones that Kingdom of the Crystal Skull suffered from it not being the script that you, you wrote in your own mind for the last 15 years. Yeah. But so this is what Matt writes.
3: That still wasn't a good movie, though. No.
1: No, it was not a good movie at all. No. But, anyway. Matt writes, count me in as a defender of the prequels. Are they as good as the originals? Of course not. But neither are, the wor- are they the worst movies ever made as I have heard them referred to. I think the reason for all the hate is that they can be traced back to one thing. The films committed the unforgivable crime of being something other than what everyone expected them to be. Mm. The fanboys went in there expecting a grown-up version of the thing they loved as a child, which Lucas never once said the prequels were going to be. They were made for a different and younger generation, which is why, if you ask anyone born after 1990 or so which series they like better, most will say the prequels. We continue to hold the originals to the highest regard. They have aged extremely well. um, But don't forget, they too were intended for younger audience, which is why we loved them when we were six. The prequels definitely had their low points, the dialogue is wooden, Hayden Christensen can't act, and some of those Anakin Padme scenes in episode two are almost unwatchable. Although Lucas's notorious inability to direct actors could have had something to do with that. But the action sequences are great, I could watch Yoda's lightsaber battle with Dooku all day, and the excellent performances by Liam Neeson, Ewan McGregor, and Ian McDermott help take the edge off of whatever shortcomings the movies might have. I think that the Clone Wars TV series really helps put the prequels in context. Yep. Yeah. They make Anakin a lot more likable and flesh out his relationship with Obi-Wan a yep. lot more. And really give you a much better perspective of what Lucas was going for when he made these films. Clone Wars really makes the prequels better. I also want to give a mention of John Williams' extremely underrated uh, score for Episode 1. I will contend that with Episode 1, Duel of Fates belongs there with the Imperial March.
2: Absolutely. And the Star
1: Wars I think Duel of it's Fates one of his, is yeah, one equal with Imperial March, if yeah. not exceeded. And if order. you don't agree with that, you can go back to Russia, Tommy. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's, it's it's definitely one of his best places. Which
1: is kind of funny because Duel of the Fates was actually uh, sung by a Russian choir. Yeah. Um,
0: mm-hmm. Joe I got a p- good one I want to make it last uh, Catherine you can, besides Joe you didn't get anything alright well I got I got one from Allie, Allie, Allie All Kerper All the who, who's a Disney employee by the yep. way um, she said mm-hmm. hate the prequels hate the way Anakin appears to be nothing more than a petulant child in episodes 2 and 3 and talk about the least believable romance ever.
2: They had zero chemistry. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely that, They had negative bad. chemistry.
0: That said, we have been watching the animated series The Clone Wars with Mo, with Moe, and I suddenly don't hate Anakin as a result. Mm. And I and I responded, well, I love The Clone Wars series, and I think it went a long way to rehabbing Anakin's character. Mm. Plus, it had a lot of necessary context in the prequel era. And to which my brother responded, and this is kind of what... Prompted me to add something to the uh, to the itinerary. Wait, wait. Which Clone Wars? The terribly drawn one that was made before Episode Three, or the terribly animated one that was re- that retconned all the awesome stuff from the aforementioned one? Because <laughs> the, there was the Clone Wars, which was done by Gendi Kat- Tarkovsky who did yeah. Samurai Jack. Yeah, that came out before. Which episode Which I've got three. on DVD. Which as I you said right. got completely retconned.
3: It no, it no. Is no longer canon. No. no, is it? I, I, like I it, think it's still canon. Kind of, I mean. The first season takes place before the Clone Wars. Right, yeah. TV series. And then the second season takes place right at the end of the Clone Wars, leading up to Episode 3.
0: But it just, It led into a whole, like, well, which one do you prefer? I prefer the CGI one. I prefer the, the Clone yeah. Wars TV series. And, but. Yeah. Yeah. That all you got? That's all I
1: got. You got nothing. I, I did bother <laughs> sharing. <laughs> all right.
2: I, like I, get, the- I get more comments when I post jewelry pictures that I've made. On my Facebook, then um,
1: ain't nothing wrong with that.
2: was like, awesome. pretty cool.
1: Actually. Nice. <laughs> All right,
2: I got That's a couple of
3: advertisement of, of you. Too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I of... It when I <laughs> <laughs> Got a couple of good uh, uh, comments here. I posted on, mm-hmm. on one on a Facebook group that I'm on, uh, Geeks Plus Gamers, and we actually one of the admins, uh, Jeremy Griggs. He came up with it's very simple. Expectations affect people's views on things and become and it. Become popular to hate on the prequels, even when it's not even the co- topic of, of discussion. The prequels had a, had such unrealistic expectations; they were never going to meet the standard that fan, that the fans put on them. The pe- the prequels were good, and they were gave plenty of new mythology to the Star Wars universe. No, they were not better than the original trilogy. But what is? Episode one does have some boring parts, but overall, I thoroughly enjoy it. Episode two could be could be great. Hayden Christensen's performance is painfully bad. Painfully bad. <laughs> it's my least favorite for that reason. Episode 3 is fantastic. Hayden Christensen is much better in this movie. I'm not saying a lot. But it is a major improvement for from his Episode 2 performance. Revenge of is, is up there with the original trilogy. Darth Maul equals Boba Fett. Super cool, underused, and everybody still talks about him and wanted more of him in the trilogy he was part of. Jar Jar equals Ewoks. Cheesy, corny, all the fans criticize him, but kids love him. Missy Kojata and Missy your humble servant. I've and so debuts
0: all, the most embarrassing the character since like Step is. and Fetch
3: It. Yeah.
2: Battle of Endor! That was a great TV movie! <laughs>
3: <laughs> Get off my childhood! <laughs> <laughs> but it had Wilfred Brimley talking about oatmeal.
1: Diabetes. And diabetes. <laughs> Get it right, Joe. Diabetes.
3: Sorry. Not diabetes. <laughs> Um, there, uh, that led to a few people saying that uh, so, well, one guy said that Jar Jar equals C-3PO, the most annoying character in the franchise. Nah. I. I no, because C-3PO thing. became the
1: most annoying character in the franchise during episode two.
3: I said the probability that C-3PO was annoying would be 3,720 3, to one. Oh. Ooh, wow. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> but then, um, then uh, a guy named Tristan Meyer he came up with, I thought this was a fantastic quote. And
1: Yeah.
3: This is way to I was six when Phantom Menace came out, so I was the perfect age for the audience. I had never seen a Star Wars movie before, but my dad was a big fan, so for his birthday we went as a family to see what I'm sure was one of his most anticipated movies ever. I completely fell in love. I went home talking about on and on about Jedi and the Force and, yes, even Jar Jar. I couldn't wait to sit down with my dad and watch three more Star Wars movies. It's been years since then, and I've seen all of the Star Wars movies countless times. While my adult perspective and movie experience has made me recognize the flaws of the pre- prequels, they still, hold a, they still hold a nostalgic place in my heart in the same way that the original trilogy sits in the hearts of the kids who grew up on that. Because of when I was born, I was able to see the original trilogy as a sequel to the, pre- to the prequel trilogy and not the other way around. This has given me some perspective that is lacking on many of the prequel haters who see a major separation between what they grew up on, what they grew up with, and what was new. For me, I grew up on all of it. I grew up on the Star Wars saga, not just the Star Wars trilogy. I think this has given me a love for all six movies because nostalgia goggles are on for all of them. It,
1: he owes me a quarter for using the term nostalgia. Goes by the way,
3: <laughs> if it wasn't for the people's, I probably wouldn't be a Star Wars fan, and I might not even have even been a movie fan. Are they flawed? For sure, but they still inspire a whole new generation of Star Wars fans, and that should be re- and they should be respected because of that. Yeah, nice. that's absolutely that's an great, excellent. Nice drop right there. That is an excellent. Absolutely. Thank you, Tristan. Yeah. Thank you, Tristan. yeah you know, so a
0: lot, A lot of people seem to forget that these movies made a shit ton of money. Oh yeah. They were. Very, very successful. So uh, yes, they were.
1: Now, before we get into Phantom Menace, can anyone remember, I mean, we all remember, or we should probably remember when the first trailer came out for Phantom Menace. Do you remember Wait, the mm-hmm. movie that was released in front of? the? You, There will be no refunds for this movie. I don't
3: remember, no. It sounds like it was a movie that nobody wanted to see.
2: Batman and Robin?
3: Nope. It would have been the right... It would have been the right that era. 1998. 98. 98. 98.
1: 98. November 98. It was the uh, Brad Pitt, Anthony Hopkins, Magnum Open... Three and a half hour Joe Magnum... Joe Black? Meet Joe Black. Oh, God. Wow. That was the movie that you got the trailer. The most anticipated trailer of its time. And now seconded only, really, to the Force Awakens trailer... Which is a thousand times better. <laughs> <laughs> Hindsight being 2020. The yeah. Force Awakens trailer is yeah. yeah, they're doing they're doing a great
3: job of marketing. There there is no topping the first poster to come out for Phantom Menace.
0: That was that, epic. that
3: wasn't that the poster. Was I, that was the one poster I bought for the entire for all of the Star Wars movies. Just seeing little uh, little L- L- yep. with the shadow of Darth Vader behind him.
1: I gotta say actually the pre-release posters for both Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones were better than the actual Drew Struzan posters that came out afterwards. Mm. Yeah. The Attack of the Clones one was cool, because it was Anakin before we, we figured out what a whiny little bitch he was going to be in this one. <laughs> With his back to Padme, yeah. and it had the whole thing of the um, Jedi will never know fear, right. um, like three other things, or love. Mm. And it was like, wow, this is going to get dark That's and deep. <laughs>
3: Hey, I got the juice shoes and poster for Force, for the Force Awakens. Nice, got that D twenty three. So, um, let's get
1: started. We are half hour in, guys. We are, we are we haven't even talked about our first movie yet. Well, we kind of have, but whatever. Yeah. Hey, okay. yeah.
3: what happened to the uh, the Wookie senators when Kashyyyk was was enslaved? We will
1: talk about that in Revenge of the Sith. Does okay. that sound all, all right? Cool. So, um, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace released May nineteenth, nineteen ninety nine.
0: The greatest saga of all time was ruined by this film.
3: From the billion-dollar jowls of George Lucas comes the chance to relive the biggest letdown in
0: movie
1: history in 3D! All the parts you forgot about. Like the bureaucratic conversations.
3: This chair does not recognize the senator from the Trade Federation at this time. The racism! You yes, saw nothing so. Natalie
0: Portman's weird robot voice.
2: I will not condone a course of action that will lead us to war.
0: More racism
1: I was not aware of such failure.
2: And this kind of anti-Semitic
1: thing. Only money. In 3D Uh, who saw this?
3: First opening night. night. Opening, opening night. night?
1: No. Just in, all right, now I don't
2: here, think I did.
1: Oh, I did. Here's a piece of trivia for you. Does anybody remember the trailer, the Fox trailer package that they had put in front of this movie that I think showed every, every single time I saw it, I saw the same three trailers. X-Men?
3: Nope.
1: 1999. X-Men was in 2001.
3: No, no 2000. They were
1: oh, yeah. filming it, yeah. That was 2001. Here's right. how much of a nerd I am. I remember all three of them. They're all part of the twenty. 20- Fox knew that because they were distributing the movie, they could get these other three movies out. There would probably be huge hits because, you know, advertised in front of Star Wars. Um, the first one was Titan A.E.
3: Oh, God.
1: Anna and the King. Uh, and a little movie called Fight Club. Bing, bing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, know. if you like that kind of movie. which well, I do. <laughs> I, lo- I love Fight Club, but that's the kind of movie that it got better with age, because critics friggin' savage that thing when it came out. Oh, yeah, David, yeah,
3: David Pitcher just takes like a, grime, a grimy rag and rubs it over all of his films. Not anymore,
1: he doesn't. <laughs> <No>. Sell out.
3: <laughs> Alright.
1: So, of Menace. What did they do right? We already went over Duel of the Fades. Duel, yeah, that's that's easy. Yeah. Duel of the no. Fades is, hands down, one of the best fanfares... In in movie in movie history, yeah. In my right? Opinion. Yeah, opinion. It fits absolutely. the piece that it was used for. It works as a standalone piece. I mean, hell, even on the um, the PS one video game. Yes, there was a. They actually have the video for it. Yep, mm-hmm. which was really cool. We'll get into that in a second. All right. Besides that, what did they do right? The pod racing. Yeah, yeah. I thought the pod was racing pretty cool. was pretty cool. I thought it was real. I mean, it was awesome on the big screen it hasn't aged as well because there's a lot of slapstick like an unnecessary slapstick involved mm-hmm. in it well,
2: that was the problem you know and we knew that was coming because of the unnecessary slapstick that got added but, to the re-edits of the fourth through six
1: yeah but George all,
2: Lucas just went nuts
0: yeah but I mean yeah like the pod racing sequence just a lot of it like the visual the visualization of the the pod racing and also the sound editing. Sound editing for that no. sequence was well, unbelievable.
3: Sound editing for Star Wars in general is always, is always oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Right, right.
1: I would like to see a cut though where you don't get the Greg Proops narration, yeah, and just watch the straight,
3: There's pod the yeah. without race. all the cutaways,
1: without all the cutaways, you know, no oh, Annie, <laughs> you know that kind of stuff.
2: I, I, I. Listen to the audiobook of Terry Brooks's novelization of *Phantom Menace*, which had uh, I knew uh, had taken out they took out some of the scenes that demonstrated Anakin is not so much whiny but have you know having the seething rage that yep. it, it came out of the first movie, you know the the part where he just loses his temper and snaps.
1: Oh yeah, he snaps on, on Greedo. On,
2: on the neighborhood bullies.
1: Yeah, he snaps on mm-hmm. Greedo. Actually, in the movie that was cut out,
2: but uh or it was just like neighborhood bullies? No, Greedo, because Greedo oh, was, was a neighborhood young, 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 young Greedo. Okay. But yeah, it was. He, he just started punching the kid, and he would have punched him to death if they hadn't yanked him off. Right. And it was, you know, it was a telling character point. Oh, let's not put that in the movie. Yeah. No. Character development. What's
1: that? Well, you know that that Lucas cast Jake Lloyd against the um, opinion of every single human being working on that movie, right?
2: All, I remember reading an interview with Jake Lloyd, who was like, he, he's like, I got the part! And they just burst into hysterics. Yeah. he wasn't sure what to do with the information. Well, so, you know, it's...
1: Because yeah. that's, that's a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Yeah, he hasn't taken it well now. No. But he, um... It was down to two kids. One of them looked more like, um... They were using Mark Hamill.
3: Okay.
1: As their measuring stick. And this kid looked more like him. He was a better actor. And he still went with uh, Jake Lloyd.
3: Well, then he also went with Hayden Christensen. That's true. Yeah. So, um, what else did they get right? Well, for, uh, for me, I mean, it, it proves that if you get a good actor, then some of the direct, directing problems can be forgiven. And he got Liam Neeson Le- and Le- Ian Le- yeah. Liam you Dragon. Yeah. No one Le- talks Le- enough about Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson is flag gone. He, he brought he brought a level of gravitas to that movie that it really needed. Yeah, he and, sold it. And
0: Ewan McGregor as a young Obi Wan, kind of still raw, kind of still learning.
2: Yeah, was. And he, you know, and, and Ewan McGregor made a point to take Alec Guinness's performance and incorporate that into his own. So he wasn't you know trying to be his own guy. He wanted right. to bring well, that he, kind of, that you, level you know, of.
0: Well, you know, you saw... You, with, Continuity. With the young you, with the young Obi-Wan, you saw kind of a little bit of that recklessness that the older Obi-Wan kind of hinted at in the original trilogy. Right. Yeah,
2: because mm. when you're younger, you're more reckless. Exactly. And, and, yeah,
1: it's... I don't care if you had your samurai priest standing with you for, like, the last 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what they are, the samurai priests. Yeah. Okay. Fear me! Sorry. Get, finish them off. Here. Oh. All right, so sorry, beer break. Here's one for you, and Joe, do you want to crack
0: into the next thing. <laughs> eh, here you go. Um, I may be a resentful gentleman,
1: but I'm still a gentleman.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I will toast to that when you crack your beer.
1: Anna, what do you what uh, what do you think? Anything we haven't discussed? Uh, ah! You know what? Oh, party fell. Oh, 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 party fell. Oh, Hold uh, on. Uh, do we have uh, a napkin? Uh, well, we're we have the laundry right over here. I'm sure I can have to find a towel here somewhere. <laughs> More or not. I'll be right back. Alcohol abuse. Keep talking.
2: Okay, so what else did Phantom Menace get right?
0: You know, actually, I, I enjoyed. The, I kind of enjoyed the opening sequence when you're thinking it's all trade negotiations, and all of a
1: sudden they open fire on the, uh, on the <laughs> transport. Oh yeah, and then they kill one of the uh, backup singers for The Commitments. Yeah,
3: I do. Li- I do like the uh, that scene in uh, Lego. Lego stores. Oh yeah! They pull up the entire the entire ship, and they got the pilot still sitting there in the mid air. <laughs> I
2: like I like the Padme subterfuge where she's got her Amidala persona and then yeah. the Padme persona. Mm-hmm. I thought that was good.
3: I would have loved to have
1: had that like come back in a later in a later movie, but got really really dark. Like yeah. she can't separate the two anymore, <laughs> and then he becomes like snaggle. <laughs> and, and then and then lastly is
0: they kind
3: of did bring that
0: back like, to the second one. Lastly is like. You always kind of knew how powerful a weapon a lightsaber is, but then when Qui-Gon starts using it to go through a vault, yep. from the right. doors, he's just sitting there just twisting the lightsaber, kind of working it oh, like, a the, like a but- butter knife. Isn't there like, a point where the that's, the that's awesome! When the
2: second door closed, and he just like pushes <laughs> yeah, it the yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you,
0: see, you see it from the other guy that you see. this the, the lightsaber
2: beginning of, of Liam Neeson transitioning from drama actor into to, action star. Yeah, To yes. serious, you know, crazy action star. Everyone
3: realized that he. Was a particular actor with a particular set of skills.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: I don't know if it was you who gave my uh, my child the whistle. But if it is, I'll find you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'll you.
1: I remember seeing The Phantom Menace when I was like 10, and the biggest part that stuck out in my mind was just like the pod racers and all the different vehicles in the movie. Yeah. yeah. But especially that. And all the different types of characters. <laughs> they're like jockeys almost. They're all like, they're small yeah. aliens.
2: Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so, yes. Oh, the, the, the pod race like, was
2: quite fun. It yeah,
1: was. It was quite fun. We we, we now, True. you know, learned to, you know, we, we learned how to curse and dug. <laughs> <laughs> um, alright. The only dog question what they get wrong? Oh, oh
2: Nothing well, we, we already up. mentioned Jake Lloyd. Up, We're sorry, sir, but... How
1: about spoiling how about, how about okay. qui
0: death by releasing the tra- soundtrack about a month early?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. gons death. Again. What? <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's... You know, that's what... They just went with what John Williams named it. They didn't be like... They didn't even think. They didn't even think.
1: Yeah. Eh, no one's going to pay attention. What's a spoiler, right? Now, it's funny. In Trailer 7,
3: they're not releasing the music until the day the movie yeah. releases. Right. Which means you go see it, and then you go and buy the, buy the trailer.
2: Either you know that, oh. or you just, you know, deliver the CD in a black wrap case that says, Spoiler
1: alert. Yeah, exactly. Star Wars episode, spoiler alert. With <laughs> no, spoiler up alert they, awakens. They, but,
2: they open it up, and the first line is, Fanfare for a black stormtrooper.
1: <laughs> but no, I mean, I mean,
0: beyond just that, I mean, that, it's just Anakin, introducing Anakin as a 10-year-old. Yeah.
2: Oh, that was another thing. The, it, the woman I worked with that, that didn't understand that Ian McDermott had always been yeah. Um, she was like, aren't they going to date? how is that gonna happen I'm like, it's only a five-year difference when they get in their 20s no longer creepy
1: right exactly she's like, right now total creep show <laughs> yeah. but,
2: I mean I mean
0: this is this is kind of
2: fan- except that it was creepy because Hayden Christensen is creepy, creepy.
0: but I mean this is kind of fan fiction uh, fictiony but I I would have preferred if Anakin was a little bit older like maybe an orphan teenager or was already
2: like a tween
0: or, or already or if he was already um Obi-Wan's Padawan at that time. Yep. You know, he had already been with Obi-Wan for a little bit and stuff like that, but Jake, as a 10-year-old Jake Lloyd, it's like, I
1: can't. I can't All get right. into this. here's the thing. There's no point anywhere in this movie I ever believe this kid is going to turn into Darth Vader. Yeah, Correct. I mean,
3: speaking Not of which, uh, you know, Anakin Skywalker, the world's, the universe's most cheerful slave yeah, exactly. <laughs> You start out <laughs> here, and you get beaten down this hard,
2: and then you, it's, yeah, it's what? I, sorry. I'm done defending
3: it. No, no, but, wait, but, go no. Go ahead. You're, you're, you're right, right, you know, if if they had int-
0: left all the elements that showed, uh, you know, his rage and stuff like that, and reason why he's always yeah, so mad, yeah,
2: taking out the Yippee. exactly. Yeah. Then,
0: then I might have. <laughs> empathized <laughs> with Anakin a little bit more. But as it as as it is in, now, as it is in the movie now, it's just like eh, I can Yeah, get he's it. not. He's
2: not on. Un- you know. Yeah, he needs to. You know fight his way up. you know, yeah. Right. We need more Spartacus
3: and less Home Alone.
1: Yes. <laughs> right, right, exactly. I think and, absolutely. Go ahead, man.
3: I think we're all kind of uh, stepping around the Gungan in the room. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah well not to get too into that, because everybody... It's obvious. It is so obvious. It's, it's like, it's you it's can't... It's, it's been done. Somebody edited the whole movie series to take out everything with Jar Jar in it. Well, that's,
3: that's why I call him the Gungan in the room, because yep. I mean, it's obvious. It's right there, but you know...
1: Jim, who couldn't make it tonight, wanted me to refer to this movie as the Song of the South of the prequel trilogy. <laughs> Leave it to Jim, of course. Yep, that's Jim for you. Where do we begin... Uh, well, first of all, the way he put it was is that Jar Jar is like Uncle Remus. He <laughs> a funny voice, doesn't speak really well, and has that uh, wisdom every once in a while.
3: <laughs> Oops, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon are
1: kind of like Br'er Bear and Br'er Fox. They just kind of bumble around. And that makes Jake Lloyd the Tar Baby. Oh! <laughs> oh, oh
2: and really? offensive.
1: Does oh, wow. oh,
2: right. that make R2-D2 Br'er Rabbit
1: yeah, pretty much. Um here's the the, the the mostly clever one of the bunch. This I remember being the biggest criticism hurled we'll at a when it came the car, out. Baby. Mm-hmm. The the voices. A lot of the alright. You start with the Trade Federation. Maybe. Very obviously some sort of Asian Yeah.
3: We must do this with the robots. Sir.
1: <laughs> it's so regal. <laughs> um, so you got that. Charger. Come on. I uh, think though, yeah, Watto. Watto. Oh my god, Jedi magic don't work. Only money, oh, get both. and chocolate guilt. <laughs> I said too much. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> and he just
3: yeah. flaps off his wings.
2: <laughs> Happy <laughs> Russia
3: Yeah, hey. he did have a, have a rather big nose too. Didn't he did. He? Mm. There was a lot
1: of. I mean, they obviously pulled back on a lot of that in the other movies. Like yeah. First of all, I, I, you know letting other thing Trade thing. Federation people talk as
0: opposed to Lot Dodd. I, th- well, I think they, I think they brought in Samuel L. Ma- Samuel L. Jackson as, and Mace Windu as a kind of a counterbalance, yeah, yeah. to uh, everything else okay. that happened in Phantom Menace. the, the
2: point in the movie where he, in in the Phantom Menace where he says "the force be with you," they have to cut right after that to another scene, which feels awkward. But it's because every time he did it, he went. Ah, I'm a Jedi! <laughs> <laughs>
1: That is awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah, he was so excited to the be a fly. Is it with you, motherfucker?
3: <laughs> I, that, I, I actually, I had a
2: friend, um, a relative of his, was a, uh, a PA on the set, and she gave him the top ten list of things they wanted him to say. Mm-hmm. Hand me my lightsaber. It says, badass motherfucker on it. And and then she said, can I record you? And he went, "Nope." And this is before YouTube. Right. He knew enough about the world at that time to go, you know what, no, because this will before things went viral, he knew what it would get him into.
1: (laughs) He's a wise man. Mm. And that's why he's a sage in every movie he's in. (laughs) Mm.
2: (laughs) Even the Longest goodnight.
1: Yes. Was that that an Ezekiel quote? Oh, yeah. Path of the Righteous, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Anything else we want to talk about with Phantom Menace, other than it was the number one movie of the year? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, these movies made a shit ton of money. Yep.
3: Actually, um, the Clone Wars did a lot to resuscitate the Phantom Menace as well, because it brought back the most popular character from the Phantom Menace. Darth Maul.
0: That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yes, he did. The final two seasons. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. All right,
2: and he and he got to do a, a, a homage to himself in X Men. Yeah. Oh, Ray Parks. Yep. The, the the point after he knocks Storm down the, the elevator shaft, and then he does takes a staff and spins around. Oh yeah, martial kind of uh-huh. style. Yep.
1: All right, so now we got to discuss the merchandise. This was how old were you? Ten when this came she out. She said
3: ten. Ninety nine. Yeah. You yeah, were 10, ten? Oh
1: jeez. Yep. You may or may not have remembered the deluge of merchandise for this friggin' movie. It. The other two pale. Force Awakens, which you are working on right now, pales in comparison to what was going on for Phantom Menace. Keep in mind, when they started releasing the merchandise, I worked right next to a KB store, uh, KB Toys. Oh, uh, yeah. wow.
3: Well, I mean, um... KB are
1: the mall based ones, right? Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah.
3: Well, I mean, when, um, when A New Hulk came out, that was the first really experience of, hey, merchandising makes a lot of money when it comes with a really popular movie. So, yeah, say,
1: so whatever, so say
3: whatever you will about
0: George Lucas, he was a genius when yes, he was. came to, like, you know what, I am keeping all the merchandising right oh, now. Oh, yes, yeah. he was. And he kept the sequel right. And he which, kept the sequel right. Which
3: got a lot of people at Fox fired.
1: So yep. the toys we
3: are we are sitting
1: in front of a number of different Phantom Menace toys right now. Um, most of them are actually pretty good. This came out of a good time when articulation actually became like something to talk about with their action figures. Well, yeah,
0: when you compare it to the old Kenner ones, yeah, right.
1: Oh God, yeah, most of them have removable lightsabers. R two actually has the third leg and the little booster rockets. Yep. Um, and they also came with these things. I don't know if you see the little chips, these little microchip things. What is that? They are good for for standing them up because most of these guys are stand awkward anyway. Right. Yeah. So you need to have that little peg to stand them up right. on. But these sound cards were, came with the action figures, and you can buy a little platform uh, to lay them on, mm-hmm. and they would say quotes from the movie. Yep. None of which were actually performed by any of the actors that did that. They were done after the fact <laughs> by really? really, really bad voiceover oh, actors. Bad.
2: Really? They couldn't just take clips from the movie? The first, I think, it was the they, they, probably, they probably would have had to pay the actors more. But. Exactly. They, there were three
1: series of these before they were like, this I costs a lot of money. money. Why are we doing this again? Nobody likes them. <laughs> but um, yeah, they work. I mean, they work really well for this. I bought so many Phantom Menace characters. No, oh God. really,
2: Man, I'm Jar Jar here. I mean, come on,
1: Jar Jar came in a three pack with uh, Saboba and Anakin.
2: Yeah, yeah, God, yeah.
1: yeah sure. Yep. sure, that's what yeah. they all say. You know what? I really. I also wanted Saboba
2: and Anakin. Yeah, you know, I really gotta have,
0: you know, really have that Saboba character. Yeah, the yeah. kind of toy.
2: Come on, the guy boxes with his feet. No, 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 no. I'm Anakin, and I have an innocent-looking yeah. bulk. You know what?
0: Nobody bought. Nobody bought the original Hammerhead either. Okay. Yeah. I did. Oh, you did. Yeah. What was wrong with you? I
1: got him as part of that package with um the the Sears I package. A, I was five. Yeah, no, same here. there you go. I'm
2: trying to remember if my dad had the Hammerhead. He had my my dad had a lot of the toys from the original Star Wars. My, my dad loved Star Wars, Star Trek. Yeah. So he had the Leia, the the C three PO.
0: I remember I asked my mom for C-3PO. She got me IG-88 because she didn't know bit the difference. Oh, no, well, like, oh,
2: no, no. No? Um, I, 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 I accidentally... You see gold. You see gold, Mom. I oh,
0: accidentally...
2: cool. I, I wasn't allowed to have support for a while that. because yeah. I left my X-Wing fighter next to the radiator and the cockpit... Like,
3: Ooh. Uh, melted. Melted. Uh, right.
2: the, uh, the, uh... What's that called?
3: What? Melting. Co-
2: Melting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <not but laughs> The canopy,
1: the canopy. No, canopy. okay. Um, let's see. So there were the toys. There was obviously the aforementioned spoiler, uh, spoilerific uh, soundtrack. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The fast food and Pepsi tie-ins.
3: Oh, yeah. Burger, you? Yeah. Burger King. not turn
1: No, it wasn't. It was That's Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, and KFC. Oh, uh, all the Pepsi-owned the ones. Pepsi- yeah. Toto, yeah. Ones, yep. yep. And their commercials were essentially like um, the Colonel, uh, the Taco Bell Chihuahua. And the world's hottest pizza delivery girl. Like, yeah. completely, like, bare midriff, yeah. uh, pizza hut, polo, uh, going to some planet and fighting battle droids. Somewhere in the universe, the ultimate evil stirs. But three legendary heroes have come together and will lead the battle to save the galaxy from the menace of the dark side. right after lunch play defeat the dark side collect cool star wars game medallions and you could win cash prizes even 000, 000. a million dollars only attack of KFC, and pizza hut
2: actually this was this was the, the and and pepsi's thing was you bought the pepsi bottles and you were trying to complete phrases yeah in order to win points and this is what converted me from diet coke to diet pepsi i sure. was like Hey, this is what I you know, sometimes Diet Coke tasted this good. This is what I've always wanted Diet Coke to taste like. That <laughs> yeah. Wanting to collect those phrases and never succeeding, but it did convert me and I continue to be a Diet Pepsi Yeah. Comp-
1: you couldn't you couldn't turn your head without seeing like, you know, Jake Lloyd's face on a bottle of Pepsi oh, this God, time. Yeah. It was ridiculous.
2: Mm. I I did buy yeah, like there were there eight were tra- month old it- Two liter with Yoda on they it, were, thinking it yeah. might it might be the one that had the cap. Uh-huh. No, it wasn't, and also it tasted like
0: shit. They were, re- they were really trying to push him as the next big
1: child child actor. Yeah, I remember. Oh, mm. well, he did this and he did Jingle All the Way with Arnold. Yep, and, and that, that was they, it. They
2: tried to do the same thing with the kid from uh, uh, Jerry Maguire. He did one other. Jonathan Lipnicki the The little kid. Yeah. They did one of the movie with him, which is like you know it was like a cutesy vampire movie or yeah, something. Yeah.
1: Little vampires.
2: Yeah, and uh, that was it from him as far as I know.
1: Yep. Yep. All right. And then there are the video games. And yes, I am that idiot that pre-ordered the PS One Phantom Menace game. I
0: didn't pre-order it, but I got it when it came out. So. Wow, what a
1: piece of crap that game was. Yeah, what,
0: you didn't okay. you not enjoy playing as uh, Kiyami Mundi? <laughs> I I got that on the PC. Oh,
1: really? I had a hard time figuring no, out a, where I was standing.
0: Is this the one where they, you played? You could play uh, Obi Wan, Kiady, Mundi, and um, no, no, no,
3: no, 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 no. You the played battle, the character the that they the
0: the the, the 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 fourth battle. Is that like the almost like the three D top down isometric one? I'm trying to remember. I'm
1: trying uh, to think because. Well, there was that, there was also the um, Battle of the... Well, it's the Phantom Menace, the one that also had the pod racing in it. Had the pod no, no, and it. No, no, this game essentially was a full walkthrough of the movie. Yeah. But you would just trade characters based on the needs of the game itself. Yeah. The yeah, game I mechanics made you change your character. So, yeah. you well, you started out as Obi-Wan, yeah. then you moved on to Qui-Gon, then you moved on to Jar Jar, and then blah, 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 but the mechanics of the game were so bad, you could barely tell where you are, because your character was, like, yay big. Yeah, yeah. Compared to the rest of the screen, I remember. I know what you're talking is, about. Is
3: there? Yeah. Uh, is there a part where um you ha- you have to like wander through the gungans of Oda Gunga to try and find um, Jar Jar so you can get the sub and get out? Yeah. Yes. I remember going through that part, and I I had the hardest time with that part because the camera kept going like outside of the tunnel, uh-huh. so you could never see where exactly you were uh, as you were walking along. It was just kind of following the camera. As it was like, do I jump here? Is there something I'm missing? No, I can't see anything. It was anything. neat, too,
1: because it would allow you to save whenever you wanted to. So you could just hit the save button. you have to go to, like, a save point. Right. The problem was, if you saved in a certain area and then get killed immediately after, every time you turn the game on, that laser shot always hit you. Yeah. Every well, yeah. time you respawn the character. It was ridiculous. <laughs> God, that game.
2: Have you guys... Uh,
1: I played the Battlefront game at all? Really I played it? the first two. Yeah, really? The, um, yeah, the two for the PlayStation. Mm. And they are awesome. I haven't...
3: That I cannot wait for three?
1: the PS4. Yeah. Oh. PS, uh, I had one for... PS2. I cannot wait yeah. for the new one to
3: come out. I'm actually... I haven't pre-ordered it yet, but I'm really tempted to pre-order it from Walmart and get the little mini, um, and well, Carbonite fridge. If, if you pre-order now, I think you can get into the beta. But,
1: I mean, it's, yeah, it's going to come out in a month, so... Yeah, is it? Yeah. Wait, so you get that and you
3: get the Han yeah. fridge? Well, you have to pay like 120 bucks, But it's a mini fridge that can hold like six cans of soda. Oh, okay. And it can heat, uh, it can cool and warm. Oh, really? And so that, something like that for 60 bucks, oh, yeah. it is like hun and it's like cool. If yeah. the door is Han and carbonate, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Not going to lie. But, didn't know that about that game. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, that is interesting. <laughs> All right, can we move on to the next movie? Move sure. On. All right. Released May 16, 2000. Well, um, this is embarrassing. This is the second week in a row we've uh, gone over, so... My apologies. We just had a ton of stuff to talk about, and obviously we want to make it more digestible for you, so we we decided that we were going to split this up. So our next episode will include Episodes 2, The Attack of the Clones, and Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. I just want to take a second, real quick, to thank uh, my cousin Anna for joining us again. Thank you so much. um, As well as the rest of the uh, Geek Salad team. Um, Also, we had a kind of a late entry in the Facebook feedback that I just wanted to read off. Um, This is Dave Spencer. Uh, Dave Spencer writes Thought number one, thanks to the prequels, Return of the Jedi is no longer the crappiest Star Wars movie. Thought number two, the best part of the prequels is Weird Al's parody for song number one, The Saga Begins. Episode thought number three rather. If only Samuel Jackson's base window had thrown in a couple of motherfuckers, it would have made a great Sith. Thought number four, Star, as a Star Trek fan, all the prequels are still more watchable than Star Trek V. Thought number five, just how racist Star Jar Jar in the Trade Federation. Thought number six There is no! Thought number six. Hm. Thought number seven. As much bashing as they get, they are only uh, thought of as bad because of how good A New Hope and Empire were. Ultimately, Anakin had had been more badass and less whiny. We forgive everything else we saw. Dave, thanks a lot for your feedback. And for everybody else who's hanging out, we will see you next week with part two of our epic Star Wars prequel talk. So until next time, go forth and be nerdful. We'll talk to you soon.
2: So, strap
0: yourself in and get ready for an hour and a half of people standing in semicircles, council meetings, different council meetings, and sitting just to get to five minutes of cool
2: stuff.